Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Estonian Football Podcast. Today we are delighted to be joined by Lavadia and Estonian midfielder Mikael Ansalu. Uh, Mikael, how are you doing today? First of all, uh, hi everyone. I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. Amazing. So I had a look back at your career uh, starting off. Played for three of the biggest teams in Estonia, Kauju, Lavadia, Flora. Uh, do you feel like jumping between these teams, there's a sense of rivalry or not so much in Estonia? Uh, for sure there is. I mean, especially between uh, Levadia and Flora because throughout the history they have been the biggest biggest team in Estonia and uh, that's why, where the rivalry comes in and and uh, that's what I think is the most, like, how to say, the heated transfers when you make from one team to another. Is it more difficult to then make that decision to go there or or not so much? I think uh, it really depends on what phase you are in your career and uh, what are your options. But uh, if you look at other things, I think it's it's not so hard. But only these main factors where you are in your career and what's the situation. You had majority of success with Flora for league titles in five years. Uh, would you say it's difficult to maintain that consistency? I would say to be consistent in Flora's system, I don't think it's it's uh, very hard because the system, when I went there, they started building the new system and it mainly mainly changed and the success came uh, when Arno Pipers came in and they started building the structure from uh, from from the down, from the, how to say, like from the basement fundamentals. Then they built, built some kind of, for a, how to say, system and formation for players to come in and uh, all the qualities of the players are like being monitored and controlled. So I would say to play good in Florida is not so hard. Would you say maybe if you win so many league titles, does it ever get boring or is it is it nice winning it all the time? I would say when I played in Florida, it was like, how to say, it was normal to win the league. Like it was... I can only say speak personally and for me it didn't feel so special to win the league for for us the like the main focus for the, in that club is to make a further step in your career and uh, the title is just how to say normal thing how things turn out when you perform uh, is that what kind of made you decide you wanted to go abroad just try and challenge yourself in a more tougher league for, or? for me football has like in some phase of my life, football was the way out to a better life in, in my, how to say, in my life. And uh, I wanted to, of course, you want to earn money as a football player and want a better life for your family and for yourself. And of course, the salaries in Estonia are not so big. And uh, that's why at some certain phase, yes, I, when I reached some kind of level, I wanted to explore. And uh, of course, there were some similar offers and opportunities that didn't go through. And... Eventually, I got the chance in Ukraine. Is it a big risk, uh, say, in Estonia, the salary is not so big as, say, other countries, uh, when you get that offer from abroad? Is it a big risk to take that offer? Yeah, but I think, like, in foot, as a football player, you have to take risk, and that's that's what your job is. I mean, OK, players, we are more protected, more than coaches, but I think as a player, if you're young, you have to try. And also, if you 
come from a country like Estonia, you don't you don't get many chances to go out. And if you get, you have to try this. And then also you can always, if you are a quality player in terms of Estonian football, then you can always come back. Uh, so your first time abroad, like you just said, was in Ukraine with uh, Lviv. Uh, how did you adapt your first time away from Estonia? Oh, I was somehow like lucky. I met the management there. It was like very nice. Uh, I met the vice president. He took re- really good care of me. I also, there was this uh, ex Shakhtar main scout who just uh, went to Lviv. And uh, we got uh, really, really well uh, along. And uh, but unfortunately, once the Shakhtar uh, head scout died, I also saw it in front of my eyes. The things started to go downhill from that, and uh, that's when the management changed. Changed, and uh, I think it's one of the biggest uh, regrets in my football in my football career that I left so so early. I could have stayed there till summer, and it, it was also Corona. Back in the day, but I was eager to eager to leave because of all of this. That was my next question, actually, because it seemed like you know you were captain for a little while as well, weren't you? Um, for a few games, and then you were only there for like six months. Was it really that bad that you had to leave, or was it more of like a okay, I could get a bit better? Yes, uh, it was like a difficult moment in my career because of this corona and traveling from national team because most of the most of the traveling took me like 30 hours to travel from the from Ukraine to Europe and back then and I always had to go to the games like from game to game and I was completely exhausted and I wanted maybe how to say because the management changed and I was very close with the previous management it was some somehow some sign of sign of respect for me to them if they go i also go like maybe if i had stayed till the summer i would have right now a little bit different career that's the only thing maybe i regret in my career because i had some some chances they were still there was bundesliga 2 was there there was romania but these things didn't go out like in football it can happen like this because it was the peak of corona and the uh, I took the risk, but it didn't work out, and that's what I can all like all I can say about this. Because yeah, it took you to Denmark next, wasn't it? With Helsingor, was that kind of a similar situation in as in Ukraine, or no? It was uh, completely different because uh, when I went to Denmark, the main main factor was there because it was a short contract, and I needed a place abroad to be because. The uh, people who work with me to find a new club, they said right now because of this corona, we don't have enough time. So it's better to make um, a move in the summer. And uh, since then, we played all our cards uh, on Russian Premier League. Uh, on 17th of July, after Denmark, I was supposed to fly to Austria to sign with Arsenal Dula. But uh, two days before the flight, everything fell apart and uh, that was then was already too late for everything. And like I say, I've been I've, I've been taking all the big risks in my career and uh, most of them have not been su- as a success. And uh, that's everything else, you know, already where I went then. Was um, there an option to stay longer in Denmark or was it literally just that short term contract? Yeah, I was yes, I signed there like a 
four-month contract, but uh, before I signed there, there was a talk like for a bigger, like longer, longer period of contract. But I said uh, I only need for four months. And when I went there, they said some stuff like, "We see you are a player who could help us a lot." And when I got there, I, because the head coach didn't speak a lot of uh, English, so I had to talk with the assistant coach and sports director mostly. And in some phase, he said to me, "I just, I just don't know you well enough." Because all the players here, here have been like longer, and they deserve to play before you, and that's what like how to say put me in a really bad situation. When well, Helsingborg, because I know they were fairly ambitious, weren't they? They had that American owner who was pumping a load of money in the club. Was that the same time you went now, or was that? Yes, yes, it was the same same owner and the same ambitions. Because the year I left there, after after I left that season, they were uh, I think they were. Uh, in the playoffs, they were like leading with 15 points. They were first, and during the playoffs, they they completely bottled it and uh, they didn't promote. And that's when they they start, started selling players. And because I mean, a lot of contact with a lot of players from there, to do, even even today, and uh, we we speak a lot and also about uh, stuff that happened there and how they are doing right now in their careers. Interesting. You moved back to Estonia, uh, Legion. Uh, yes. We when we saw that you transferred there, we were kind of like, you know, what the fuck, <laughs> you know, why, <laughs> why, why leggy on? Because yes, it's like I said, I was supposed to sign with the uh, Russian Premier League. That was my where we played all our cards as a as a team, and it didn't go go through. But then also the because I had uh, declined two offers before that. One was in Erpeche in uh, in Latvia, like a big money team, and also the one was in Ukraine. It was uh, Ukraine Tesna. And then we, when this fell through, how to say it was like kind of a shock because it seemed like a so done deal already. And then we just didn't in a, had enough time. And then I said, okay, I need I need minutes. I need to play because this year has been difficult, like very difficult in terms of minutes. And my wife's father was the assistant coach there. That's why I went to there to help them as a as a player. And because I also had offer from several Estonian teams, but that was my principle at the time. Uh, did Did you enjoy it, Legion? Like compare it to, let's say, your time at Flora at Kauju. Uh, you haven't been at Levadia yet, so can't compare it to there. But. Um... Compared to like Flora, what was the the main difference you noticed with playing for Legion? Oh, the difference is big because you know Flora has their own stadiums, training facilities, dressing rooms, everything in Legion. It was all different aside the money problems. But the mostly what I enjoyed about Legion was the the guys in the in the team. And also uh, some foreigners were there. And back then, uh, I, I, I can say I enjoyed the time, but the biggest difference was in terms of trainings and uh, in terms where we train and how we train. And sometimes the club didn't even have money to pay for the field. So we just had to run in the forest. I see. That's interesting. Um, after Legion, you were meant to sign for Metalist Kharkiv in Ukraine, right? Yes. And then obviously uh, Russia invades Ukraine and that falls through. Uh, 
what was that like at that period of time? Uh, to think back, uh, you know, it's it's it all. If you think back about the last two three years, it all seems so surreal. Like all the things that I had planned that we worked for, that just everything went downside. Like after one failure, the next failure comes. And also because I really wanted to go back to Ukraine, there were some some other offers also, but I say, how <laughs> to say, like, I didn't uh, learn from my own mistakes back then also. I just wanted, if I have something that I really want, I go for it. And uh, I really wanted to go to Metalist because I was there also in December. I was meeting with the facilities and the city and everything. And uh, I really felt like home there. And because also of uh, my my agent or some somehow to say guys who work for, work for me or like help me in the career they were also from uh, from Kharkov and I really wanted to be next to them close to them and uh, have a career in Ukraine and after that when this failed I was lucky to get away with so easily how to say uh, then uh, I signed for Levadia for a few months. But I already knew that this is not going to be for long because I had a purpose to continue my career in somewhere else. Uh, did Did you feel fear when leaving Ukraine that time, or was it? I I, I really still remember the morning when my my manager called me saying there is a war going on, like the war started. I was thinking like no no time for jokes right now because it's six in the morning. Then I open the uh, the curtains in my hotel room. I look at look outside. I see all the people running with the luggages and everything. But then I just I went to shower. Took my time. And then I was like waiting for the information what to do next because I was staying uh, close to the metro station. I went there. Maybe I can get on a train or something. But the things didn't work out. And then I got the information that uh, the restaurant owners from Lviv are in Kiev and uh, I knew them from the back back then and they helped me but I, I wasn't in how to say in fear until I saw like we had been in the traffic for like eight nine hours we're like in the in the center of Kiev and then I I see the rockets flying I see the all this all this stuff and then I start to think maybe my life is in danger and then uh the car driver, like, we figured we can't go through this all this traffic. Then we took some, uh, how to say, some other roads, and these other roads happened to be the like the main war zone, because we saw all this. I don't know how do you call this all these military machines in English, but we saw some tanks on fire, all this stuff. And then I was thinking to myself, please don't be Russians. That was the like the craziest moment to think about. I can imagine it was quite mentally exhausted as well, like properly testing you, like to just get out of Ukraine at that point. Yes, also the period to Ukraine, it was like mentally very challenging. And when you get to this moment where you are in Ukraine running for your life, you you think back, you've been, how to say, like as a football player, you've been surviving for so long to get the chance. And then, uh, in this moment, you're not only surviving as a football player, but also as a person. So that's what challenged me the most to like get out alive. But to be honest, I wasn't worried the most about myself. I was just worried if something happens to me, 
or my family is gonna be what what are you gonna do and stuff like this because I've always been the man to take care of my family. That's uh, it. Must have been yeah tough. Um, but yeah, you said you then yeah went to Lavadia short term deal, uh, plan to go abroad. Uh, Telstar in Holland, Dutch second division. Um, h- how was playing in Holland? Oh, it was completely different different from what I've experienced before in my career in in terms of playing style and uh, philosophy of football with this exact coach. Uh, because also I lived in really close to Amsterdam. The life was good. But some things outside of football happened. And uh, when I left uh, Telstar, I also signed a contract and I'm, I'm not allowed to speak about some things. So that's what I can all, all say about this. But I, I had my I had my opportunities, opportunities and chances there to improve, to stay there for longer. But then, as I said, the manager that has been working for me, he, he came to Levadia and he really wanted me to come back to Estonia. And that's the main reason why I joined Levadia. When you are abroad, is it um, that much harder to, when you knew you could have stayed a bit longer, is it that much harder to decide to go back to like Estonia or was it a bit more simpler? No, for sure, it's much harder because, like I said, I had my chances, but the things like this, the talks between the clubs already started in uh, November. So I was like, how to say, if that uh, interest came through, the how to say, the club was not like really happy that I want to do this. I understood their point of view, but I say. These people have helped me for a long period of time, and it's also right for me to give back to them and uh, to help them as a, and also help Levadia. Uh, just sticking with Telstar for a bit in a minute. Did you? I don't, yeah. I'm not sure what the Telstar fan base is like, but you know we follow Dutch football quite a bit anyway, and it's, it seems like the fan bases are absolutely mental in Holland. Did you experience that with Telstar or? Yes, in yes, because the the place where I live is not like it's like this um, small city. It's called Aymoide, and uh, because all the people know you there. And also, I remember when I was walking back home the previous day, we had a game. I also scored in that game, and then I see some random people like coming to you, hey, nice goal, and also this stuff like people recognize you, say hi, and uh, this was like how to say it made my. Um, heart very warm and also about Telstar I have to say all the guys in the team are fantastic like I made many how to say many good friends and also some of them have already visited me in Estonia yeah nice one so uh, yeah back in Estonia so Lavadia just missed out on the league title this year uh, we yeah we were kind of hoping Lavadia were going to win it uh, how do you feel now the season's over. Uh, for me, it was like clear, clear that when I come back, the only, only, only thing, only, only goal is to win the league, win the title. I think we had all the opportunities ourselves to do it, but in some games throughout the season, the character, the ind- individual, how to say, this nerves that some players are just not used to. 
to play for Odyssey Levadia shirt when you come from 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 a smaller club in Estonia. In some phases of the season, it re- requires a little bit different uh, different mentality. And also, if you lose the title this way, this teaches this character and um, the feeling you get after this loss. You don't never want to feel it again, and that's where you get this uh, switch in your head. And that's why I think the next year Levadia is going to be much much better in terms of experience. And also, a lot of players played their full seasons for a Levadia shirt for the first time for a title contender and it also everything like adds up all the small titles like are important in football like you guys know and uh, but I'm I'm very proud of the team of course the, I, I cannot talk about the referees because <laughs> just some mistakes were there but like I said to the to the guys in the team like yeah, at the end of the day we can only blame ourselves we had all the chances to finish the season, like to win the title already much, much earlier. Uh, if I know it doesn't help you, but a bittersweet moment. You scored the goal against Pida to, to equalise in the 96th minute. Um, we actually have a slight yes. affiliation with Talina Kalev. Um, so when you scored that yeah, goal and got Kalev, yeah, when, when you scored, I was at work and I had it on the, Telly and I literally like dropped to my knees like yes come on get in and it was <laughs> brilliant so thank you for that I know it doesn't help you but thank you for that it was great um but a question um a lot of people when uh so obviously last season for Lavaggio it was a bit of a shitstorm compared to when they won the league and then this year with the new head coach and bringing in a a load of new players so a lot of people didn't expect them to rival Flora that far for the title so I guess it you know it is a great achievement for what you guys did anyway uh, coming coming right back to Italian yes, I scored this 2-2 goal and because one of my best friends is the fitness coach of Kalev Ilor Ilk. that was also a little bit special for me this was the minimum I could do for him and also be congrats on Kalev because I'm very happy for them but in terms of uh, Levadia, a lot of players leaving. I can say this to you that uh, all the Estonian players that left Levadia, many of them are back, and I know many of them wanted to come back. Many were even close to signing, and maybe some of them will return next year. So, like you say, the Levadia right now, I think it's step by step, it's building the team, it's building the structure. I can see some similarities back in the day with Flora, like when Flora started to build the structure to be successful. I can say, I don't want to compare these two teams, but I can see from my own experience, I can see some similarities that Levada right now, I think is doing the, in the correct way. Because to be a, a successful team, to win titles, a team needs to be together, needs to know each other. And right now we have we have found this, how to say, these fundamentals yeah, you played every game. You were like forty-seven minutes off, playing every single minute. Uh, four goals, seven assists. Do you feel like you should have been in the Estonia team? Uh, it's it's quite a difficult topic. I don't I don't know personally. I think of course I could be there. I could be playing. I could be. I could help the team. But in the end of the day, I like to believe that the coach decides. You know, the background is a bit better than myself. One certain person person said that he will do everything that I wouldn't play there till the, till the end of my career. 
and uh, I I respect that decision, but, but I I won't give up because it's not over until I say it's over. I keep working; doesn't matter for me. Okay, I, I suppose <laughs> we, I'm sure we spoke to uh, Brent Lepestu last year. Yes, and he may have said a few things that ruffled some feathers about. I'm guessing it's a certain person, maybe that you might be t- talking about, um, but. Do you feel, again, you don't have to answer, but do you feel the national team, especially if you're playing in Estonia, is more biased towards Flora players? Like if you were playing for Flora, you would be in the national side or? So and so, because in terms, if you think like for the past five years, Flora has dominated the Estonian football. And in, I think it's normal that most of the players are from there. I understand it. And also, if you think about the chemistry, about the national team, it's of course it's easier for the head coach, who is right now also there, because when he signed for the national team, he was also in Florida for a few months, and I was also with him there in Florida back in the day. So I know also how these things work. But uh, like I think, like I say, it's all football is so much about taste and also like so other other many things. At the end of the day, he's responsible how, what he wants for, from the team, what he sees. I, I cannot judge or say anything because I'm not a coach, I'm just a player. What do you feel like <clears throat> needs to be the biggest change for Estonian football to take that next step? Not necessarily just the national team, but the actual league in general as well. I think there are so so many things that, uh, for me, the biggest problem is this uh, foreigner rule, and also the I don't know how do you, how do you call this in English that you have to this club trained player has to like two of them has to start. I think this is also like big obstacle if you think about our population and also stuff like this. It's it's not letting us grow like enough, and also if you get some interesting players from abroad. And also the younger players, Estonian players, train them like in the trainings, get some minutes, they have to fight for it. I think it's it's all completely different. That prepares you also to make a move to the to to abroad. And also if you have a lot of foreigners here, you get you get more views from all all around the world. Like because the foreigners, I don't know, their families, agents, everything watch and that's why I think it's the most crucial right now. And also Estonian football needs money. That's what but it's most important important also in football. If you want to build something, you want to improve, you need money for this. Uh, do you also feel like they don't help themselves in a way? Because like I'm not saying, you know, we're not millionaires or anything, but we reached out to clubs when we first started doing this to, you know, see if there's any way we can help promote and all this. And it was only really Talina Kalev that got back to us and everyone else just kind of blanked us. Even when we're reaching out to clubs to you know, speak to people, all that, it's it's hard work. Do you think that's just like the Estonian way of being like reserved people? No, I I agree with you. I think uh, this is also like a little bit problem, like, right? Like, I, I think things have gotten a little bit better in terms of that, but I think uh, if you like run the club, you hire some people to do this promotion, all this media stuff, stuff like this, I think they need to be more open about the opportunities to find solutions. 
this because in the at the end you, you play this game for the people and if you have more people watching the game is it at the stadium or live stream or whatever it's only good for Estonian football and also for the club to generate some kind of money have you decided what you're doing next season if you're going to be at Lavadia still or if there's going to be like a new opportunity uh, I have right right now I have like three 100% certain offers but I don't know I have to think because if I go abroad again I want to really know that I fit into this team like they know how to use me and they know what I can give to the team because I want to play I, want, I don't want to go there and I don't really fit in the team like as my player, player playing qualities then it's difficult for me and I don't think this is going to be how to say useful because I'm not the youngest player anymore and I don't want to make I have learned from my from my past and I don't want to make the same mistakes because right now I'm very critical and careful what I do next about my next step. Uh, following on from that, you said then obviously you're not John anymore. You're still only, what, 27, isn't it? But do you feel... Yeah, I'm 27. I'm turning 28 next year. Yeah. Do, do you feel, obviously, turning 28, that it could be your last chance to get a decent move abroad? No, I think now this now this football, I don't think it's my last chance, but I think it's one of the best moments to go. And also, if you... I don't only think about money. It's, I think I have still, like, at 28, I could play in some decent league. But in terms of, like, moving abroad just for money, I think these chances will come. Even if I'm, I don't know, 31, 32. But uh, like I say, I'm an ambitious person and player and I still want to play some decent football in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Um, that pretty much answers the questions we have for you. So we go on to uh, how we wrap things up. We do quickfire questions. So we've got 10 questions. We just ask and then first thing comes to your mind, you answer so it's nothing personal nothing like that just stupid questions really all right uh so we'll start with so if you could sign one player currently playing in the premium league to play with you if you stay at levadra of course next year who would it be you mean estonian premier league yes um, um i think sergey morsnikov Nice. <clears throat> Everyone yeah. says um, Vashilev, so you're the first person to not choose him. <laughs> I have played. I have played with him already. Okay, nice one. <laughs> uh, who do you think currently is the best player in the world? Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, Ronaldo. Okay. <laughs> what? Still? Yes, still. Okay. All right. Uh, what's your favorite snack? Apple. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, if you were transformed into an animal, what would it be and why? Mm, uh, I would uh, transform into tiger because that's who I am. <laughs> nice. Uh, if you could choose one song to play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm, I think it would be I think it would be Smilers. The song called is uh, like numbers 33. 
I'm not familiar. I'll check it out after. Uh, That's a good question, actually. <laughs> would you rather travel to the past or the future? Say again? Oh, okay. I would uh, rather travel to past. Is there a reason? Because I think I don't want to spoil the future. And I also... If I could go to past, I would share some moments with the person that I'm not, I'm now gone. That's the most important. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what would you choose as your last meal on earth? Uh, I think uh, my, my self-made pasta. Yeah, nice. nice. Good nice. cook. Yes, I cook a lot. Nice one. Love that. Uh, how much does the amount of traffic affect your mood? It doesn't. It doesn't affect my mood at all. Okay, I noticed that a lot with the Estonians. They seem to be chill with traffic. We don't uh, have traffic here. Uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what would you say is your worst habit? Uh, eating candies. Yeah, what's your favorite? My favorite, Carl uh, Carl Foster, you know. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fin- Finnish ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, who's the best player you've played with? I think uh, in Holland, the ex-player of Vitesse, uh, Thomas Audekotte. Um, who's the best player you've played against? Mm, I think uh, Marco Reus. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. And last one uh, could be Estonian, English, whatever. Uh, what's your favorite word? In English. In English or Estonian, whichever. Bloody uh, wanker. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one (laughs) but yeah that um yeah that wraps it up thanks for coming on it's been a really interesting chat you've been an interesting guy interesting career and yeah thanks for your time no thank you for inviting guys it was pleasure pleasure was on mine nice one thank you very much take care guys wish you all the best yeah thank you cheers bye-bye bye